listening to Pipes, Pours, and Pals. I am your pal Justin. And I am your pal Nate. How you doing today, buddy? Oh, pretty fantastic, brother. How you doing? So good. Yeah? So good. Good. Football's back, man. It's such a nice day when football's back. Like, yeah. Thursday was so glorious when the Detroit line, the brand new Detroit Lions oh went into gosh. Arrowhead. Jumping right into that, huh? And just savagely destroyed the Chiefs. That was so glorious. But then to come to today, being Sunday, all day long, it's just been such a good day. Yeah. So let me tell you how good my my football day was. Uh, we had a dinner after church today. Nice. Fried chicken. Mm. You ever heard of funeral potatoes? Oh, yeah. I love me some funeral potatoes, dude. <laughs> I could eat a tray of funeral potatoes. I love them. Funeral potatoes are like, for those that may not know what they are, they're like uh, like shredded hash brown style potatoes. Mm-hmm. And then they're just basically full of like cheese. There's like cream cheese, shredded cheese. Oh, yeah. I, there's so much fat in them. There's basically no potatoes. It's just <laughs> cheese with a little bit of potato texture. Oh, my God. I love them so much. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I had fried chicken and funeral potatoes and rolls and this. Uh, uh, well, of course, I had some fruit salad, you know, because got to got to get some some nutrients in there. Yeah. Um. But then I had this uh, lemon, I don't even know what to call it. It was just like a lemon dessert. And it was like this, it was like a salty, buttery crust with whipped cream and then like this layer of lemon stuff mm. and then meringue on top of that. Mm. So it wasn't a pie, but it was like a, I don't know, some sort of like just dessert of some sort. Sounds good. I don't know what to call it, but it was amazing. That's what I'll call it. So I had that basically in a carb coma and I come home and I sit in my recliner for the first, mm, not quite the first half of the Colts game in my recliner. And then finally I'm like, you know what? I'm starting to doze off my recliner. I'm going to lay on the couch. Mm. Wife and the kids were gone. Mm. I turned the ceiling fan on, turned off the lights in the living room, laid on the couch out like a light. Oh, I bet. Dude, out like a light. Uh, I don't know what there there's just joy about taking a nap while watching football. There's something about taking a nap on Sunday afternoons. Oh yeah, they're good, dude. It's like it's meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is, man. I turned it I I, I woke up in time to get basically the last ten minutes of the Colts game. Oh yeah. Watched them absolutely blow it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was nice. It was <laughs> true Colts fashion. Yeah. They've lost their opening game for 10 years straight now. <laughs> so, yeah. Wonderful. I think it's our eighth year in a row with a new starting quarterback. That's a sad, sad statistic. I think it's eight years now. Man. Has it been that long since Andrew Luck retired? I can't. I don't think so. I can't but be Then right. he was injured, so there was starting quarterbacks when he was injured and stuff like that, so maybe that's, that's why true. it was. But, yeah, I heard him say something today that was like the eighth year of the Colts having a New starting quarterback. Man. But Anthony Richardson actually looked pretty good today. Until he got injured. <laughs> Until he kept playing stupid over and over and over and over again. Yeah. That boy's got to learn how to slide. Well, I mean, you know, I could. it's his first NFL game. He's trying so hard to win. I understand his passion, but 
Yeah, you can't. I mean, that's even the commentator was like a defensive guy, and he he even said when I was playing, if we saw a quarterback running, we all lit up because we just wanted to get him out of the game. Like we wanted, <laughs> he was like nothing illegal, nothing illegal, but we wanted to hurt just him. Wanted to hurt him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, exactly. <laughs> they see a quarterback running, that's like they they cannot wait to just oh yeah knock them out. It did a number on his ankle today. It looked like so, but yeah, his uh, stint as starting starting quarterback lasted not even a full game. So we'll see. And then they brought in the Minshew magic. The Minshew magic, and that ended pretty quickly. <laughs> it ended pretty quickly. <laughs> it wasn't very magical. Uh, I, I I think of like Minshew and uh Ryan Fitzpatrick in the same category. Yeah, yeah Fitz magic. Fitz Minshew magic, magic. Yeah. They're both subpar quarterbacks, but for some reason, people love them. Yeah. And for some reason, occasionally, they're insanely good. Yeah. Like, but most of the time, they're just not good at all. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's crazy to me. And this is, we're going off trail really quick. But this is this is how we do it around here. Uh, it's so crazy to me that Ryan Fitzpatrick has so many freaking TV, TV deals. Oh, I know. I'm like, this dude was like a subpar quarterback. He bounced from team to team to team to team. He was a backup half of his career. Yeah. But his personality is so big. He's got TV deals and stuff like that. He was honestly probably, I don't know the statistics. I've never looked, but he was probably one of the top backup quarterbacks like ever. He did like for some reason when he was a starting quarterback, not that great, but somebody gets injured. He's phenomenal. It's his moment to shine. Yeah. It's like, and then he would get. He would get picked up by another team the next year because they were like, he was great last year when yeah. he filled in. <laughs> <laughs> this is something I've never understood. So in like baseball, you have pitchers that they have usually a pitcher that they want to make it to like the eighth inning or so. Mm-hmm. And then they have um, their closer who usually comes in in the ninth inning, eighth, ninth inning, something like that. I'm not a huge baseball guy, but then they have guys, if, if that the original pitcher isn't doing too hot, they might take him out in like the fifth. I've seen him take him out as soon as the third before. You know what I mean? I've seen him come out in the first inning before. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. But why is there only one quarterback? I've always wondered why like they don't have one quarterback that starts the game and plays like the first half and then bring in fresh legs for the second half and your backup quarterback, switch him in and out. They're like the Raiders, or not the Raiders, the Saints started doing this a little bit last year. But like they would have... Um, one quarterback come in for like the long bomb, which I mean, then you kind of get it. the other team gets a hint like, okay, this quarterback's in, it's going to be a running play or whatever. You know what I mean? But I just don't understand why you would just have one quarterback for the entire game when you have the ability to have multiple quarterbacks. Why not use them? You know what I mean? You know, I, I, I know what you mean, and I don't know the answer to that. And it's probably because we know absolutely nothing. That's true. We don't know anything, but I mean, With you, though, it, to me, it makes sense. Um, I mean, you're a Lions fan, so take it how you will. Yeah. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Good. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> I was happy for your Lions, man. Thank you. I was happy for them, too. It was actually, you know, I, I have become somewhat of a Chiefs fan the last few years. They're really fun to watch. I know that you hate Patrick Mahomes for some reason. I like him as a person. Do you? Okay. Yeah. I just don't like... I don't like how everyone fawns over him like he's the best thing since TV. Um, I don't know. I like watching him. He is fun to watch, but I don't know. I don't think he's the greatest quarterback in the league. 
I don't know. I mean, two Super Bowl, two Super Bowl rings in the last four years would probably disagree. Maybe <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> but I think there are other quarterbacks that are good, <laughs> and it just drives me nuts when everybody fawns over one person. This is what it is? I mean, I I have been a fan of the Colts since I was little. Um, but once the Manning era ended, things just were really downhill for the Colts. Yeah, even before Manning era ended, things have been really downhill for the Colts. Um, they had the whole suck for luck thing and yeah, yeah. We had Andrew Luck, which is supposed to be like our savior. And then we see how that went. He ended up retiring when he was like, what, 27 years old? <laughs> well, he... <laughs> Didn't have an O line. No, he, he <laughs> had, just got hit every play. Yeah, he lacerated his kidney <laughs> from being hit. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But anyway, I said that to say, I I've just gotten to the point in my life where I'm like I'm not really a Fairweather fan. I wouldn't say that I'm like a Chiefs fan. Like mm-hmm. that's my team. But I don't know. Like I enjoy watching good teams play. Like I will sit down and watch the Chiefs anytime they're on TV because they're fun to watch. I'll sit down and watch Buffalo anytime they're on TV. Because they're fun to watch. Yeah. I am I know what you mean when you talk about the Chiefs because I'm a Lions fan. And they suck. To the day I die. I love the Lions. Uh-huh. But I also enjoy watching the Buffalo Bills. They sucked for the entirety of my life. Mm-hmm. In the last couple of years, they've been doing pretty good. Yeah. Um, and I, I think Josh Allen is a lot of fun to watch. He is. So... I really, anytime the the Bills are on, I watch the Bills. I really enjoy them. So I know what you mean by when you say you're not really a Chiefs fan, but you enjoy watching the Chiefs. I'm not really a Bills fan, but I enjoy watching the Bills. Yeah. Anyway, we're 10 minutes in. We've been talking about football pretty much this entire time. We'd, we'd, we're probably already lost a couple people. That's fair. Um, so I guess we'll just veer casually veer away as we're sitting here watching the <laughs> watching Dallas and the Giants play right now, but um, this isn't a football podcast, although we do pretty much talk for our first 10, 15 minutes every episode about nothing. Yeah. And about our weeks and we moan and groan about how rough being fathers without the mother there is. Yeah. We actually had somebody reach out this week. They were like, hey, thank you so much for talking about that because I kind of feel the same way sometimes. And I, I, it felt good to hear somebody else say that they felt feel that same way. And I was like, <laughs> okay. All we're, right. We're I thought we were going to get roasted. Nobody <laughs> roasted us. Yeah. Well, it's because only men listen. To us. <laughs> uh, yeah, but like ninety nine percent of our listener base is, is men. Yeah. According, at least according to to uh, Spotify uh, metrics. I mean, your wife doesn't even listen anymore. Not anymore. No, she's not a supporter of us anymore. Apparently, she hates us. I actually found out that she wasn't following us on Instagram this last week, and I was like. I was like, you're not following us on Instagram anymore. She was like, I don't know how that happened. I was like. <laughs> I was actually looking through the notifications on on the the podcast Instagram. Yeah, and it said Mrs. Codger started following you, and I was like, "What? <laughs> it's been like two years almost." Yes, <laughs> and I was like, "You stopped following us at Instagram." She was like, "No, I didn't." I was like, "Yeah, you you absolutely did." And I was like, "Do you not like the podcast anymore?" She was like, "No," and I was like, "Well, your Instagram page says differently." Was she ever following us? I don't know. I'm, ge- I'm so. guessing she was never following us. How how has my wife never followed us on Instagram? We've we've like promoted her and tagged her on Instagram posts so many mm-hmm. times. 
I mean, she is more popular than our than us on Instagram. I think. I mean, she's a female pipe smoker, so yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Bunch of thirsty guys out there just following all the lady pipe smokers. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is pipes, pours, and pals, and nobody wants to, the word football doesn't occur in in that those three words. No. So nobody cares about football. Actually, a lot of people care about football, but not everybody cares about football. What they do care about is pipes and the pours that we're drinking and our pals. Yeah. And so uh, one of our pals met us at uh, the uh, Columbus Pipe Show. Yeah. And uh, Craig Herzog brought us a bottle of whiskey. Mm hmm. And I did tell him beforehand because he showed me the bottle and I was like, Craig, I don't think I'm going to like that, bro. And he was like, it's okay. The bottle's cool. If anything else, I just wanted you to have the cool bottle. And it is a really sick bottle. It's very, very cool. It's probably the coolest bottle label in my entire collection. Probably, yeah. Yeah. The contents of it. This is liquid lightning almond flavored whiskey. Mm. Calling this a whiskey is kind of generous. <laughs> I was actually just looking to see if it said liqueur on it anywhere. It's like an alcohol syrup. It's literally like a liqueur. Yeah. It's, it, it's not a uh, not a sipping whiskey, that's for sure. Um, We both tried it. We both did try it, and uh, both were like, yep, that's, that's something. It's... One of the sweetest things I've ever had <laughs> in my life. It might be good in coffee. That's what I was thinking. Especially like we're drinking this uh, Black Rifle sugar cookie coffee. Yeah. And I think that little sweet almond flavor would probably be really good in this coffee. Maybe. Um, it definitely worth a try. It's for another day. Yeah. Uh, so we had to make ourselves another pour. Yeah. Because, you know, we, we like to drink here. We're not going to not drink. <laughs> we're not going to not drink. Yeah, it's pipes, pours, and pals. Yeah. So... uh we had to get something else off the shelf and I had this bottle of Chicago Cubs uh, labeled. I guess that's what you would call it. Chicago Cubs labeled. Yeah. Maker's Mark. Yeah. It was also from Benny's Beverage Depot. <laughs> if it's not at Benny's, it's probably not worth drinking. We should definitely be sponsored by them <laughs> by now. <laughs> We've had tens of people hear their name on multiple occasions. Yeah. I want a 10% discount when I shop at their store. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, But yeah, this is just regular Maker's Mark. Nothing different. It's just bottled with blue wax. Yeah. And a Cubs label. That blue wax is pretty cool, though. It is pretty cool. I saw it and I was like, you know, I like Maker's Mark. I need to have that in my collection. Mm -hmm. I'm not even a Cubs fan, but that's a cool bottle. But my wife is, and you bought me one, too. And that was awful sweet of you. Well, I try not as sweet as that whiskey. Not as sweet as that <laughs> <laughs> But Craig, thank you for... The, it was very generous of you. Um, very like, like we had talked before, you even brought it to me. I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm going to like a flavored whiskey. And uh, you were like, just try it. You know, take the bottle. Put the bottle on the shelf, whatever. It's just a really cool bottle. I think he got a bottle for himself. And I think he even bought a bottle for Jay. Maybe. Ooh. I think he tried to bribe Jay into coming to uh, oh. Columbus. He was like, hey, since you're going to be at Columbus, if you're there, I have a bottle of this. That's kind of what I heard. Maybe I maybe I manufactured that in my head. Um, I think Jay would enjoy that bottle. 
Jay would love the bottle. It's yeah. got a skeleton with a fly fishing vest. Mm-hmm. And it's fly fishing, and it's just very. Dude, honestly, I would put a. Ta- I would get this as a tattoo of my arm. It looks like a tattoo. Like it looks like a tattoo artist designed this bottle. Label. Yep, one hundred percent. That uh, liquid lightning label on the top. Yeah, is very like. I don't know what that script is called, but it's just like that quintessential tattoo script. Yeah, I don't know. Cool bottle. It looks great on the shelf. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Craig. It uh, it'll be tried in coffee soon. Not neat ever again. <laughs> I think you'd be good on top of ice cream. Uh, I just can't get... I I take that back. I feel like the alcohol would come through in the ice cream and it would just taste like you're eating alcoholic ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, this had a... Uh, it just tastes like almonds. Like, very... Like, a fake almond taste. Yeah. Um, A very fake caramel taste. And ethanol. Yeah. There was no, like, no barrel impartation in it or anything. You know what I just had, I thought about? Uh-huh. You ever one of those uh, Jamocha shakes from Arby's? Yeah, I love them. I would like to try this in a Jamocha shake from Arby's. <laughs> Pour that in there and blend it up a little. I don't know if I would want to ruin a Jamocha shake. <laughs> it might be delicious. It might be delicious, but I don't know if it's worth potentially ruining a Jamocha shake. We should try it some other way for sure. Yeah. Uh, but for now, we will enjoy our Maker's Mark because Maker's Mark is pretty darn good. It is a delicious drink, yeah. I yeah. love me a weeder. I'm actually almost completely cashed. You need some my... more? No, I'm okay. You got coffee, you got beer. You're also drinking a Bell's Too Hearted, right? I am drinking a Bell's Too Hearted. It's my favorite beer. Surprise! Yeah. Bell's Too Hearted. What do you like about Bell's Too Hearted? It was the first IPA that I ever drank. Um... I might have told this story before, but I had a buddy that was having a housewarming party. And up until this point, I'd only ever had like Bud Light, Miller Light, domestic stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, he got an apartment with his now wife. And they were having this housewarming party. So he got a pony keg of Bell's Do Hearted and took all the shelves out of his fridge and put the keg in this refrigerator. And no one showed up to the party. So we drank it like I would go over to his house after work like every night for two weeks straight and we would just drink cups and cups and cups of Bell's Dew Hearted. Dang. And the first night. Did you show up to the party? Yeah. So it was just you and him? Yeah. And his now wife. And then I called my brother. My oldest brother was leaving work and getting ready to head home. And I was like, why don't you just come by Matt's house and we'll drink Bell's Dew Hearted. And he's like, okay. And at this point, like I said, I had never had an IPA before, but I drank it and I was like, this is disgusting. Like, this just tastes like earwax and like <laughs> chewing on a on a the rind of a grapefruit. But it was free and that's my favorite kind of beer. It's your favorite kind of beer, man. So I had a few glasses of it and then the next day at work, I just kept thinking about that taste in my mouth and I was like, God, that was terrible, but I want it again so bad. And so then I went back over there and drank it again. And I was like, you know what? I actually think I like this. And then I just drank it you know we drank it every night for a couple of not every night but (laughs) multiple nights a week for did you have to seek counseling afterwards several weeks and then he had to take the cake back or whatever but i don't think we ever finished it but for two people to drink a keg uh, like a a pony keg of beer it's a lot of beer Mm. so anyway um 
that was like my my introduction. Probably also needed his refrigerator back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that probably what it was. <laughs> um, but that was my introduction into craft beers, and this to me is just a staple. Like, it's one of the beers that if you go to a bar, like just a random bar, like or not a bar, but like a restaurant, like Texas Roadhouse. I think any Texas Roadhouse you go into around here, they won't have a lot of IPAs on tap, but they'll have Bell's Too Hearted. It's one that is frequently found on tap in multiple restaurants. So it's pretty regularly available. Um, I don't know. It's anytime somebody hasn't had an IPA, I'm always like, here, try this. It's, I had my dad try one of these and now my dad loves IPAs. My dad's 80 years old mm. and he loves IPAs now. That's crazy. I love how you said you like described the first time you had it and how it was disgusting it tastes like earwax and chewing on the rind of an orange pe- or of a grapefruit. Yeah. And you were just like, I don't know. This is so disgusting. Yeah. I was like, that like describes IPAs to a T and how people convince themselves they want to keep drinking it. Like every person I've ever talked to the first time they drink an IPA, they're like, this is disgusting. And somehow they convince themselves they want to keep drinking something that like bitterness, like Scientifically, bitterness is typically like our bodies are abhorrent to bitter. Yeah. Because bitter in nature means poisonous typically. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, it's, it's mesmerizing to me to think about like the psychology behind that. People are like, this tastes terrible, but for some reason I want more. Yeah. I don't know. It was like the next day I just kept thinking about that taste and I was like, I, I need that taste again. I need, I need, I, I want to taste that again. And so I went and had some more of it and I was like, this is really good. Do and, you think all IPA drinkers are actually just alcoholics and they're just like, I don't care what it tastes like. I just need beer. I don't think so. Cause if that were the case, they'd get something cheaper. Cause that sounds super alcoholic. But it wasn't about like I was I wasn't like oh, I need to feel this again. <laughs> like I just need I need the feelings that I have to not exist anymore. And I need to drown them away with something. <laughs> it was more like I could still kind of taste that bitterness in my in the back of my mouth the next day, and I was like, I just want to taste that again. Like it was really interesting how I didn't like it the first day at all, but then by the second day, I was like, you know what? I think I did like that. I think I want more of that. <laughs> it's so weird because. I'm not experiencing that. Like I have tried <laughs> to drink IPAs for you so many times yeah. and I have forced myself. I've, I've probably drank at this point, dozens of IPAs to try to like, yeah, like have solidarity with you, you know, like, Oh, you know, Nate loves IPAs. I, I should like IPAs too. And I genuinely appreciate the effort. And they, uh, they're just gross. You've liked one. You I, like neon bear. I have tolerated one. You like neon bear. hug. you said it was extremely refreshing was, on the golf course. It was hazy beer hug. Um, and it was it was refreshing on the golf course. Hindsight, I bought I bought another six pack of it. I think I still have some of that six pack. Like I just can't sit down and drink a whole one. Like to sit down and drink a whole can of it, it's hard for me. Yeah. But then again, I also I like beer, but I even have a hard time finishing. Like if I sit down with a twelve or sixteen ounce Budweiser, I often have a hard time finishing that as well. Really, I like beer extremely cold. In the moment, it's not extremely cold anymore. I don't like it. Mm. I don't know why that is. I actually recently um, have like relit the love I have for Miller Lite. Mm, I have a ton of it here. 
I love Miller Lite. I think I have three 24 packs down here. Really? Yeah. That's like I, I, I for the opening night of the Detroit Lions, mm-hmm. opening night of football, I stopped and grabbed a six pack mm-hmm. and I had a couple of them. And, um, you thought this is gonna be a long night. I need some beer. <laughs> no, I was just like something about just drinking a beer and watching football. It's like it was meant to be. So I actually made like some chicken tendies, mm. tossed them in some barbecue sauce, a little hot sauce. <laughs> so I had my chicken tenders, which is like my boneless wings with my beer, watching football, Lions won. It was the greatest time of my life. You just reminded me. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> you just reminded me of that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the greatest commercial. That's what Patrick Mahomes and... Andy Reid, yeah, in a State Farm commercial, uh huh, and they're in a restaurant. I don't remember. I don't even remember the premise of it. They were talking about bundling insurances. And oh, yeah. <laughs> so he like, so if I bundle your cheeseburger and your fries, and he just starts eating both their food, he's like, now what if you say if I start bundling those tendies you got there, nuggies, nuggies? That's what it was. <laughs> and then he takes his fingers and like crawls across the table with his fingers. I had no idea that Andy <laughs> Reid had that kind of personality. Dude, the, the I love that guy now. <laughs> I do too. The commercial of him when he's on the airplane drawing faces <laughs> on the players. <laughs> mustaches on players. Yeah. yeah. And uh Patrick Mahomes come up and he's like, Coach, it happened again. And he just throws the Sharpie and he goes <laughs> right in front of Patrick. <laughs> he goes, I'm gonna get to the bottom of this. <laughs> I'm gonna get to the bottom of this. Dude, that endeared <laughs> Andy Reid to me. Like I love that guy. Andy Reid looks like somebody that would be sitting at a bar, like a sports bar, eating chicken wings, watching football. Yeah. But he's actually out there coaching football. And I'm pretty sure when it's over, he eats chicken wings and drinks <laughs> beer. He looks like he should be in that uh, that old Duh Bears skit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. Oh, man. I, I, I text you when that commercial was finished. And we and I, I'm pretty sure you and I were both losing over that commercial. I la- I, I literally laughed out loud for that commercial. I did laugh. My out kids loud. thought I was crazy. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. His little hand, his fat <laughs> hand, just scooted across the table, and then Mahomes like jerks him away and starts eating him. But how would you let me bundle them nuggies? When that commercial happened, the Lions were not winning, and I was not in a good place. <laughs> so I laughed, but I did not respond to your text. You did. You responded to my text. You absolutely did. Not immediately, though. I had to wait till the lines were winning again. Mm. <laughs> All right, we talked about our pores. Let's talk about what we're smoking. Mm. What are we smoking, Indiana Nate? We are smoking this exquisite blend. Exquisite blend. I love this blend. This is uh, the blend that. Um, Jim over Emerson Southern Forge blended up for us. It's called Pipes, Pours, and Perique. Pipes, Pours, and the Perique. Jim, that was my German accent. That was not German. <laughs> that was Italian. What are you talking about? No, it was. And the Perique. And the Perique. <laughs> this blend has some delicious red Virginias in it. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord. It's got some delicious perique in it. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. It's got a delicious amount of Cavendish in it. And then 
the perfect amount of Kentucky Dark Fired. It is quite delightful. He did such a good job with the ratios on this blend. It, I concur. It is such a just wonderfully sweet, but light and the the sweetness from the Virginias come through, the perique, the dark fired, and then you get that kind of creaminess from the Cavendish. Mm-hmm. It it's so good. This is like ogres. It has layers. Yeah, yeah. And the thing I love about this, it's got a little bit of a sweet. It's got a little bit of sour. Mm-hmm. It's got a little bit of tangy. It's got a little bit of smoky. It's got a little bit of grass. And yeah, I'm just, dude, I'm love and loving the. I am in love with this blend. Me too. I've already bought a pound of it off of Jim. I'm probably gonna be buying another one soon. Um, it is spectacular. We've gotten great feedback from it from the samples we sent out. Mm-hmm. I sent out a batch of samples this week. I think I got everybody. If you don't get a sample in the next week from me and you asked for one, please reach out to me because I don't want to miss anybody. I want everybody to try this. Uh, unfortunately, through Instagram. It was like people would message me and I was like, cool, I will send it out in the batch. And then I went back. I had to go back through like all of my messages yeah. and try to find where people had asked me for uh, for samples of it. And I sent, I think, eight samples out this week. So if you were somebody that was supposed to get one and you didn't get one, please message me because I want to make sure you get some. I, I had sent out a couple of samples with some... Um tobaccos to some people from Facebook Mm -hmm. and this guy Todd hit me up and asked me about the sample and he was aware of Emerson Southern Forge. He tried some of his tobaccos before and he was aware of Tim too from uh, Papa Bear's Pipes and yeah, I think he has a couple of his pipes. So we got a chit chat and and he ended up asking me for a link to the podcast. So I think he's been listening. Um, Sorry, man, (laughs) but he posted it on Instagram and talked about how much he really enjoyed it. Cool. So, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, I think everyone that I've, not everyone, but a lot of the people that I've given samples to have reached, like, reached back with a little bit of uh, input and yeah. talked about how much they enjoyed it. So, very happy with it. I'm happy other people are enjoying it, too. Um, if you are interested at all, you can go to Emerson Southern Forged on Instagram. On the gram. Hit him up in the in the messages there, and he'll send you an email with. Uh, he has a large list of. You don't even need the list. Just tell him you want four pounds of pipes, pours, <laughs> and perique. Pipes, pours, and perique. Yes. Um. Which and we don't get anything for this. Nope. We not, just not a dime. We love Jim. We we're we're so thankful for all that he's done for us. And yep. I will say I have several of his other blends, and he's got some bangers, man. I I've enjoyed everything I've smoked from him. Uh. Even like, I'm not a huge English smoker, especially mm-hmm. not as of late. Um, but his English blends are spectacular too. Yeah, he although may that may not be my thing necessarily. I've not had one that I haven't liked so far. He did um, Meteora. Yep. For pipe and tamper. Yep. And um, he did a couple other blends. He's done several for Jay. Mm-hmm. One of them that he did for Jay was because of our podcast. Mm-hmm. And I we talked about this last week. Uh, briefly. So. Th- when he sent us this one to try, he sent us another blend that he had made, and he had worked with, with Jay on it a little bit. But we did a podcast about scotches, 
and we were talking about how Ardbeg is an interesting scotch where it's got that that real peatiness to it. Yeah, iodine, salt. Yeah. Just yeah. And you said that this that it it reminds you of what you think mermaid poop would be like. Yeah. And so when we went on Pipe and Tamper, Mike Murphy from Pipe and Tamper thought that mermaid poop was a blend because Jay had been talking about it because mm-hmm. Jay thought it was funny. And so he thought it was a blend. And when Jim listened to that, he was like, I should make a blend. And so he, him and Jay started talking and he sent us a sample and it's called Merda de Sirene, which is mermaid poop. Yes. It's and, a playoff of Merda de Chevelle. Yes. Which is horse poop. Horse poop. Yeah. Yeah. But it is, I think it's fantastic. It, it, it's got, it's an English blend. It's, it, it, it has like that saltiness to it, but it's got some really good flavors, like that smoky, when I say salty, I mean like that smoky kind of Latakia is in there. But um, also uh, an incredible blend that, that I've tried of his recently that I've really enjoyed. To me, it's very like, that type of blend is very like seaweedy, seawater. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like they're just, they have like that, they have a smokiness and neither seaweed nor seawater have that smokiness about them. But like, there's just something reminiscent about it. Like you feel like you're smoking this in like a, like some rocky shore stormy. There's like seaweed around you. There's like the, these, the smell of the ocean. It's very salty. I don't know. I just, that's, that's the vibe I get when I smoke blends like that. And I also, uh, when I drink scotch, like, that's what scotch tastes like to me is like if you had bottled all that up and then took and, ch- and chugged it, it's just well, like a peaty scotch, peaty scotch. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's where that came from. But he also has, uh, I think he calls it the reject, mm-hmm. which is the first one that he had developed for us. Yeah. And sent it to us and it is a vapor as well. Mm-hmm. I don't remember all the components, but it's a vapor. Um, and it was in my opinion, vinegary, and very potent as far as uh, the nicotine hit. Yeah, that was my only critique on it to Jim was I'm kind of a pansy when it comes to nicotine. And you are. Every time I smoked that, I felt a little bit of a, like almost like a nick sickness off of one bowl. Mm -hmm. And I tried it after eating. I tried it like on a full stomach, on an empty stomach, on like coffee in my belly, water. Like I've tried it. I tried it so many times. It 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 was a delicious blend. Just a little too strong for me. A little too strong. Yeah, because I'm you know I have pansy. I have a sensitive tummy. You do. So anyway, that's also on his list, and it's pretty good if you enjoy a little more of a Nick hit. I gave it to a friend of mine, or a coworker of mine, and a friend. Um that is a pipe smoker and he is a pipe smoker for the nicotine. Mm. And so, uh, I gave that to him. Um, I don't know. There's probably an ounce of it left and he loves it. Mm -hmm. So if you're a, if you like heavy nicotine blends, it might be for you. Yeah, for sure. Honestly, Jim has a little something for anybody. A little something, something. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what are, you, uh, delicious what are you smoking the pipes, pours, and freak from, man? I am 
this is a, a pipe that I've mentioned on here more than once. Um, but this is the, the one that uh, Robert Vacher made for me. Vacher Handmade. It's a, a beautiful little bulldog that's rusticated on the bottom, smooth on the top. It's got a beautiful little stem on there. Um, it's like an orange Cumberland. Yeah. And I have just been kind of obsessed with this pipe. Um, it's one of the first pipes that I've gotten that didn't have any kind of a finish in the bowl. You know what I mean? It was just natural. Yeah. So I've been trying to work on putting a little carbon coating in there by smoking it mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So I've actually been smoking this pipe almost exclusively for a couple of weeks now on the way to work in the morning. I was loaded up with something. And a couple of times I've wanted something besides a vapor. But uh, so I've smoked a different pipe. But this has been my go-to pipe lately. I, I I love this pipe. He did such a good job on this pipe. It's so comfortable in my hand. As I say, it looks like it fits in your hand really well. It does. It fits perfectly. It smokes incredibly well. Um, yeah, Robert Vacher's the man. He is the man. Uh, another one of the mans out there. Uh, I'm smoking. Well, first of all, I pulled this off of my lovely shelf next to us over here. The BG Woodworks shelf. Beautiful, beautiful shelf. And beautiful, a beautiful shelf. Bradley with BG Woodworks is the man. Another one of another man. Another man. Yeah. One of the man's the men. <laughs> I don't know. We don't know English either. But I dude, I love the shelf. And actually I had told Bradley uh not too long ago that I was not a shelf person. Um, because I leave most of my pipes in bags. Yeah. And uh, I just love the shelf, man. And I start putting my pipes on it. And I love it. I love looking at people. I love being able to look over in my space here and see all of my pipes like neatly displayed here. And the rack that, he, that we have is it's incredibly attractive. Like, yeah, I have been hanging my pipes that aren't in socks on like a pegboard <laughs> for the longest time. Yeah. And like this makeshift pipe rack that I, it was like a spoon collector's rack <laughs> that I got at a, at a uh, antique shop and I turned it into a pipe rack. Nice. Um, and then my artisan pipes have been sitting on the shelf behind me in their bags. And I don't know. I just, I love this shelf. I, I saw this rack and I, I really liked it. So uh, check Bradley stuff out. BG woodworks on Instagram. He does some awesome stuff. I mean, I have, from him, I have a drying tray. I have this rack, and then all of our Instagram pictures are on one of his magnetic displays, which is super cool. That's super cool. Yeah, I love it. That, it's kind of got like this like turtle shell look on the top of it. Yeah, it's beautiful. But I like it. Doesn't work super well with a bulldog, but it doesn't work well with a bulldog. I mean, the, it does its job fine, but with other the, pipes, you can kind of display them where they're standing up a little bit. Right, or a bulldog like, doesn't work that way because it's got a pointed bottom. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but no, check out Bradley stuff. Great work. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I was going to say is I am smoking this out of one of the other, the mans out there, mm-hmm. our buddy, Nate King, Nate King, the king of pipes, the king of pipes. So I'm smoking this, uh, little, this egg, it's a, um, a bamboo shanked bent egg and it's got a teal it's got that the 
the quintessential Nate King blue stem. Yeah. And those those bluish teal accents on the yeah. on the uh knuckles of the bamboo, little nodes. Dude, this pipe is gorgeous. That might be one of my favorite pipes I've ever seen come from him. And the craftsmanship behind this pipe is incredible. Like you can't even tell where the stem meets the shank. No. You would never guess it's in the middle of that blue right there. Like that's how well it's met together. I actually didn't. I thought I did not realize that that was part of an accent piece. I thought that the the stem went directly into the bamboo. Nope. Holy cow! Man, Man. look, that's incredible. That I don't mean to rob your word. So well done. You can't even tell where the shank and the stem meet. It's like he's done this before. It's like he's done it before. Yeah. Yeah. I love that pipe. I saw it from across the room at Chicago and I was like, that's my pipe. I need it. Yeah. And then Tom picked it up before I could. And then Tom set it back down and I immediately picked it up and didn't ever put it back down again. (laughs) (laughs) Thank goodness. Thank goodness. It's a gorgeous pipe. It's a little, it's a little guy. Yeah. A little bent pipe. Clinches pretty well. It's kind of dainty. The stem wise, it's got a really small piece of bamboo. The, uh, the knuckles are really close together. It's it's much thinner than the other than some other bamboo pipes I have, like the uh, uh, the Blue Room Briars and the Suge up there. I have, yeah. I don't know. Nate King is the man, though, for sure. Turned out an awesome pipe, but uh, this blend. Uh, back to this blend a little bit. Um, it does better with dry some dry time. Yeah, I think yeah. it needs about fifteen minutes of drive time dry time before it's ready to smoke. Uh, it does come in a in a cake, and it's mm-hmm. a dense cake. A lot of his blends come in a nice. Yeah, he likes dense to press puck. stuff. Yeah, a lot of his stuff comes in uh, a puck, and they're very dense. Um, I I like to instead of break it all up one time like you've done with yours. Uh, I like to break mine off as I need it. Well, I don't break it all up at one time. Sure, I usually like to cut them in half mm. and kind of take a knife. And try to make slices out of it. Once you start cutting it, because it's a cake, it just starts kind of crumbling. Um, it's not like a. You flake. must have a dull knife. Because the samples that I took to Columbus, I was able to put into slices. Hmm. Maybe I need to sharpen my knife. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, they were like flakes. I can't. I well, I don't know. They were easily broken flakes, but I was able to get them and get nice slices out of it. It was actually super satisfying cutting up the samples to send to people. Yeah. It was wonderful. I just sat there and I just sliced cake after cake after cake to pieces. Well, I like dirty pocket knife. (laughs) I like to uh, cut up part of it and leave part of it kind of cut up in the jar and then leave the rest of it in the puck. Um, Because I feel like it probably ages pretty well. Pressure like pucked up like that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything. I don't know anything either. I I, I can go off feeling, but it's just feeling because I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like leaving it in the in the puck is more satisfying to me. And then I just like flake off a little bit at a time that I need. Well, the thing I get worried about is if you do it that way, a lot of times you're only getting the top part of it. And I don't know how layered it is going through. He mixes it all up and then dumps it in and then presses it. Is that what happens? Yeah. Okay, well. I don't think he's, because he shreds his leaf. He doesn't put a whole leaf in the puck. Right. I, yeah, that, that's true. Yeah. Um, I think he kind of knows what he's doing. 
It appears that way. <laughs> Got to get our trash talk in that he can't retort to, you know, because <laughs> Jim is the king of trash talk. He's in our fantasy football league. Yeah. You know, sometimes that when I'm scrolling through the messages in our little fantasy league message group. Yeah. I have to remind myself that this is just all in fun. <laughs> because <laughs> Sometimes it's hurtful, Jim. <laughs> I don't know why, because of a Lions fan, everyone has decided to talk trash about the Lions. Like because the Lions have historically been garbage. They're anyway. easy, they're an easy target. That's true. And Lions fans are an easy target because it's always their year. But this year's like, different. I think you're convinced they're going to win the Super Bowl this year, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> I am. I'm. You're even wearing a Honolulu shirt, and I got my Lions hat. It's your Lions hat. I'm surprised you didn't show up with your. Uh, your lion's luchador mask. I thought I actually almost put contacts in today so I could wear that to church. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Have we told everybody? I don't that I think got? so. No. So I was in Mexico as, as you guys know, cause I've told the story, uh, which uh, a side note is I'm officially mayor mango mayor mango on, uh, the galactic get pipe, pipety pipe club that, uh, whimsical and uninformative, <laughs> podcast uh uh thing discord discord that's the word i'm too old for those kind of things um but yeah adam uh, officially changed my name to mayor mango yeah yeah i don't know how i feel about that i don't feel like it was i, I feel like it's a little bit in jest towards me well he officially changed my name to prince nate i don't know but anyway yes uh where, where was i going with this before i got off on the rabbit trail Oh, I was in Mexico. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And we went to this market down the uh, down the road from our resort, and there is this. I was gonna say little market, but it's not literal. It's little. It's just a bunch of like booths. It's like a flea market kind of thing where you. It's a tourist trap um, <laughs> where all the booths have identical objects, and they're all trying to convince you why theirs are better than everybody else's. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things they have all over there, they must be popular with Americans, are luchador masks. I don't know if I'm saying that right. You are. Um, but luchadors, if you're not familiar with, they're the Mexican wrestlers that wear the masks. And I found a Detroit Lions luchador mask. And I just probably overpaid for it. But I was like, you know what? Nate needs this. He needs it. You weren't wrong. And I was, I honestly, I was, I got it. And I was like, Nate's probably going to hate this because <laughs> it's probably going to mess up his beard and his hair and he'll be upset by that. Those are valid concerns. Yeah. But, uh, it was the exact opposite. You were super excited. I love you put it on immediately. Thing. Yeah. I've put it on so many times since <laughs> Have then. <you? laughs> I've, so many times. Kimberly probably, probably thinks it's ridiculous. Doesn't she it? does. Yeah. Yeah. But I've got it to where when I put it on, I could pull my mustache out through the mouthpiece. Ooh, very nice. So the mustache curls up like on the outside. On the outside. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. I, uh, I sometimes I just put it on the, and walk around the house <laughs> and talk to Emma with it on. And she's just like, what is happening right now? <laughs> Do you lace it up everything or you just leave it unlaced? I leave it unlaced because I have a very large head. Yeah, same. Um, so I have been able to lace it up, um, but it's easier if I don't. I have a Captain America one, and mine is way not as cool as yours. I agree. Well, you're officially Prince Nate on there as well. Well, you're Prince Nate, and I am Mare Mango. 
people post hurtful things in here too. <laughs> this guy posted this meme that says, JFK has only missed one Detroit Lions playoff victory. Because <laughs> the Detroit Lions haven't won a playoff since 1992, I think. Interesting. So it's been... And before that... 30 years. And so before that, they hadn't won since before JFK was assassinated? Yeah. That's mind-blowing. They've never been to a Super Bowl. <laughs> mind-blowing. Yeah, because he got shot in the head. <laughs> and his brains were all over the car. You just took this really graphic, yeah. man. <laughs> Jeez, I make an assassination joke, and you just take it. I have to, like, I have to, like... Turn this like rated for graphic language now. Jeez, man. Yep. <laughs> uh, any last things on this blend? No. Get it. Go if you buy can. it. Yeah, get some. It's delicious. Get it while it lasts. Yeah. Which is hopefully forever. Yeah. Hopefully. But Jim would prefer that you buy a bunch of it now. Because he likes to sell tobacco. And he likes to blend tobacco. He likes to blend tobacco. And he's a he's a dealer. Yeah. He's a good dude. He's a dealer. He's my dealer. I'm I'm gonna keep this in stock, man. I really like this. I do too. And if you do happen to buy some of this and try it, let us know. Let us know what you think of it. Absolutely. We're very interested. And again, if you didn't get a sample, maybe you didn't ask for one, maybe you did, and I missed you. Hopefully I didn't miss anybody. I just have like this feeling of dread. As I was going through and sending out the samples, like I feel like I'm missing somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like went back through all my messages and I'm like trying to scroll back through messages and stuff. And it was it was I should have come up with a better system. Anyway, uh, if you don't get it from Jim, at least get a sample from us while they last, because I only have a, a finite amount of samples and I'm not sending you any of my pound that I bought. Yeah. So uh, yeah, buy your own. It's good though, dude. I love it. I'm. I'm- I'm so glad that you turned me on to vapors. You're welcome. Thank you for acknowledging that. (laughs) You would be nothing. You said. (laughs) (laughs) How savior of you. (laughs) Well, I do what I can. (laughs) Oh man. You are too much sometimes, dude. (laughs) I love this. I love, dude. We got a little bit of grief last week because our, um, not a ton. We got a little bit of gr- grief last week because our episode was really long. Number one, yeah, and number two, it was kind of shotgun like scattered. Mm-hmm. Um, but did I had so much fun last week's? Ep- it was probably the, one of the most fun episodes we've recorded, aside from like the recording that we did with Adam and the recording that we did at Chicago with mm-hmm. with Jay and. Uh, Kevin. Kevin Kevin Foster, who's losing terribly in the fantasy league this year or this week. Sorry, I'm trying to light right now. I just had such a great time with that recording last week, and it just got me thinking. Like, I loved. It. I, I I look forward to this every Sunday night. I I can't tell you how much I appreciate this space. Like it's a safe space. And it's like sometimes in the, (laughs) sometimes, especially in the summertime or in the wintertime when it's too hot or too cold and I don't want to go outside and smoke. Um, like on the weekends, like I, you know, I smoke 
once, usually once a day on my car on my way to work. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll have a bowl on the way home, but, um, and then on the weekends, like on, usually on Saturdays, I won't, I usually don't smoke a bowl. Um, cause I'm spending time with the family and there's other stuff going on. Mm -hmm. But then on Sundays, I can look forward to this. Like no matter how hot it is or how cold it is, I know I can come down here into your basement. Got a 68 degree basement down here. We can have a drink, have a pipe. I usually, I'm not tonight, but I usually have two pipes going mm -hmm. and, uh, just hang out, chit chat, have a good time. It it's so therapeutic. Like I literally look forward to this all week long. Same. You know what? Um, perfect segue here. What Saturday was? No. It was the one year anniversary of our one star review. Really? Yeah. I had it on my calendar. <laughs> I didn't mean I, I I wasn't gonna bring it up in this episode. I just wanted to look back on that because like I'm not a type of person that gets offended by things people say online. Uh-huh. But like in my opinion, you can say whatever you want about our podcast. I know exactly what it is, and I know exactly what that person was griping about. Yeah. But they missed the point. Yeah. That's exactly like what, what we created this for. We're not an informational podcast, guys. Like if you're here to look for information about pipe smoking, if you're trying to like learn about how to be a better pipe smoker, we're probably not the people for that. We literally don't know anything. Like we don't know we, anything. We say it every episode. We, we chit chat. And we started this because we thought, you know, we don't have a smoking lounge atmosphere. but well, we do. My basement. Right. We don't have one really nearby. The closest one is 45 minutes away. And uh, we created one for ourselves here in my basement and we wanted to create that for other people. And so, yeah, we chit chat and it's never going to change. We're always going to chit chat. Yeah. Uh, we're probably always going to talk about football if it's football season. Yeah. We're probably going to get on lots of rabbit trails. It's never really going to change. We try to be a little bit, you know, focused. We try to have a very yeah. loose structure. Uh, yeah. You know, since Nate's doing the whole the whole wish producer guy thing, um, uh -huh. Nate sometimes has a plan for what we're doing, sometimes not. But honestly, one of my favorite experiences so far of us doing this uh -huh. was when we were with Adam and he was like visibly flustered yeah. because he was like, what are we talking about? Like, <laughs> have you not listened to our show before? He was like, we do this every week. We haven't even talked about pipes yet. I'm like, well, it's not, the conversation hasn't worked its way that way yet. <laughs> But uh, no, that's, I mean, I am a talker. Yeah, absolutely. I love chit-chatting with people at work. I'm sure I drive people nuts. I never stop talking. Drive me nuts sometimes. I'm sure I do. My wife can't stand me. <laughs> I talk a lot. So this is just an outlet for us to be able to talk and, and have fun. And, and one of the... Easily the best thing that's ever happened with this podcast is the people that we've met along the way. Mm -hmm. Getting to meet people. Some people we've met online and there are some people that I consider to be really good friends of mine mm -hmm. that I've never even seen. And it's only because of this podcast. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So on some occasions we get to actually meet them at pipe shows and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's just that makes it just that much better. That makes the pipe shows that much better. Yeah, I've met people that I consider some of the best friends I've ever had, honestly. Yeah. In this, like, you're my best friend. Right. But, like... Samesies. Even Samesies. <laughs> uh, we, even, we even have matching pipes, man. 
more than one. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) we have multiple matching pipes. Uh, But like, I I don't I won't even go through and name the people that I would because I just don't want to get into that. But like, there are people that we talk to every day. Oh yeah, because of this podcast. Yeah, like every day we talk to people. I get random phone calls. I get, you know random text messages just throughout the day all day every day and i you know sometimes i can't respond right away because i'm at work or whatever but dude it just it's been so good like i'm a, i'm one of those people that i don't even know like i'm an i think we called it an omnivert once in a very early episode i'm not i'm like okay, i'm an introvert and i'm an extrovert mm-hmm. and it really depends i don't make friends super easy uh just because i'm i'm kind of reserved around people i don't know until i get comfortable and it can be super quick or it can be super delayed yeah um depending on the chemistry i see with the person but like you know i I just i I could sit here i could literally sit here and name off 10 people without even thinking i could name off 10 people that i consider to be close friends because of this podcast yeah and this is actually something i meant to bring up when we're we're back from columbus Mm mm-hmm I am the same as you. Like, I can be very extroverted, but I can also be very introverted. And when it comes to, like, pipe shows, I'm very introverted when it comes to talking to pipe makers. Mm -hmm. Because, honestly, when I go to pipe shows, I'm usually not flush with cash. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not there to buy a lot of pipes or buy a lot of stuff. And I don't ever want to, like, Pipe makers are there to sell pipes and I don't ever want to waste anyone's time or lead anyone on or anything. You know, mm-hmm. does that make sense? Yeah. So, I, I feel the same way. Socially, I feel awkward approaching makers sometimes because I don't like as much as I would love to buy everyone's pipe. I just don't have the financial ability to buy pipes from every single person or even sometimes anybody in Columbus. Yeah. I bought, I didn't, I don't think I bought a, well, I bought one pipe. But I mean, um, so like Mule Town this past year, Kevin Foster was there mm-hmm. and I saw him and I was like too scared to go talk to him because he had a couple of pipes for sale um, and I had no idea how much he was asking for him or anything, you know what I mean? But I just, I felt awkward about it. And then I met him at Chicago. I love that guy. He, <laughs> I can, he's one of those people I consider to be a good friend in the pipe community. Mm-hmm. And now I look back and kick myself for not saying hi to him at Mule Town. But the, like, there's some pipe makers that I have yet to ever introduce myself to just because I feel kind of awkward about it. Yeah. Um, so if you are listening to this and, and you saw me at Mule Town, <laughs> I, I don't ever mean to not talk to somebody like I wouldn't, I don't ever think that sometimes I feel like if you feel the way, and this might just be my social insecurities, but I'm worried sometimes that people think maybe they think that I'm too cool to talk to them. Oh, you're way too cool to talk to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I get the feeling all the time. Like I'm too cool to talk to people? To me. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just, it's like I have insecurities myself. And so. I just I I, I meant a little to bring slow. This up it's okay. We get it. A while back, that I'm sorry if I, if I've ever ignored anyone at a pipe show. I certainly don't mean to. <laughs> no, I actually encountered that this week. Um, I don't think I have a problem me t- 
mentioning it, but uh, Jacob McKenna messaged us this week and was talking back and forth with us uh, through Instagram. Yeah. And it's weird because I like, I go into these shows and like I go into my shell instantly. I walk in and it's just like super, there's hundreds of people in these rooms. Yeah. And I go into my shell instantly. I'm enamored by everything that's in there. I go into like this weird trance thing where I can't carry on a conversation with somebody unless I'm comfortable with them. Yeah. And like Jake was like, Hey, it was good talking to you. Even though we talked briefly at Columbus and I, I had to sit there and think, I was like, I don't even, I, I can barely even remember having a conversation with him. Um, just because I like, I talked to so many people and I had like very shallow conversations with so many people there. Um, and that's something I'm really trying to get over because I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know. Does I, I don't, if you're listening to this, does that happen to you at pipe shows? Like, I don't, I don't know. I want to hear from our listeners. Like, does this happen to other people where you just like, you go into like this, like shock mode, right? I don't even know how to describe it. I just feel like I'm like in shock or like I'm, I go inside, inside my shell. I'm a very bubbly person. I could sit here and talk on a microphone all day long. Right. You and I could sit here and record for four hours probably. Yeah. But I don't know. Like it was weird to me because, and I even told him that in the message this week. And I was like, you know, I'm really sorry that we didn't have a more in-depth conversation and that I don't hardly remember anything that we talked about. Cause we literally just talked in passing. Yeah. And, um, and I even told him that I was like, I just go to like this weird, shy, reserved, like, overwhelmed trance at pipe shows because they're kind of are overwhelming you walk into this room and it's like okay i was in a hallway where there's only a few people and now i'm in this room with hundreds of people right and then you feel like almost like some every one of them maybe it's maybe it's not a justified feeling but you feel like this obligation that you need to buy something from everybody right that's what i mean and i think that's that's not expected i think that a lot of pipe makers are there just because they want to showcase their work and show people you know they realize they're not going to get it. Maybe all their customers that day, but they're going to win future customers at, at that show. Right. And, but, and again, like somebody like Kevin Foster wouldn't care. Didn't care. Wouldn't care. Doesn't care. Sure. If I'm going to buy one of his pipes or not, he just, he's just a good guy. You know what I mean? He just wants to, to say hi or whatever. But then every once in a while, like when we're at Chicago, we stop by a table of a pipe maker and we looked at some of his stuff and I felt kind of awkward. He had two pipes available. They were out of my price range. And he said something like, well, I can tell you you're not going to buy one of my pipes. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but now I feel even more awkward. And I just walked away. <laughs> I don't even know that guy. You know what I mean? Like that happened. Yeah. When did that happen? It was the guy that, I mean, you don't can say cut who this. it is. I'm not going to, but it, Mike told us to go see him because he had some tobacco for sale. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But that guy said that. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I don't know what that means, but I'm just going to keep on walking now because now I, like, that's my fears realized. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like that's what I was, that's the interaction I'm afraid of and no, it just happened. I did have a uh, kind of similar interaction. I've actually never had an interaction like that until the recent show we went to at Columbus. And there was a person there that had a table and they were over the top pushy about like, Oh, you like that one. You should buy it. Don't be afraid to make an offer Buy that pipe. You need to buy that pipe. I'm here to sell pipes. You're here to buy pipes. Uh, this person was just very, very pushy and insistent to buy pipe. And I literally had to say, I can't afford to buy a pipe from every person that has a table in here. Yeah. 
because even after I told that person, I was like, I need to make a full lap. Well, why you need to make a full lap? We can make a deal right here, right now. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. But I want to see what else is in here before I commit to buy anything. First of all, nothing here on your table like screams buy me to me. Yeah. And they were just like, rah, 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 yeah, buy a pipe, buy a pipe, buy a pipe. And I was like, man, this is like the first time I've really experienced this. I've had like this self thing put on me that like I need to buy a pipe. Right. Like that, like you were talking about that pressure that I put on myself. Right. But that's the first time I've actually had somebody put pressure on me at the table to buy a pipe. And I was like, it's like literally we walked into to the showroom as it opened. And this was before we even turned the corner. Like we go in. You immediately, because you're met with the table right in front of you, you turn left, and we kind of did a loop around. We went left first and then kind of zigzagged back through the show. Before I even made my first turn to go down the first aisle, I already had like pressure. Buy me, buy me, buy me, buy something, buy something, buy something, buy something. And I was like, okay, this is new. Like, I'm used to me putting the pressure on myself. I've never had anybody kind of put this pressure on right. me before. But uh, I don't know. Maybe that's what sent me into like this like trance or whatever. I don't know. I just, I, I left Columbus. I loved the show, but I felt like I missed out on so many interactions. And I'm like, oh, I saw that guy there. I think I talked to him. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, it's like a uh, sensory overload. It is. Yeah. Well, I, and I haven't been shy to talk about this in the past on the pod. I'm talking about it often, but like I've, I've struggled with some mental health things in the past and, um, you know, pipe smoking has helped me through a lot of that has given me an outlet to just chill and relax. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I have a tendency to get overwhelmed when I'm, so without getting into a long story, I almost drowned like 15 years ago and I didn't, I never struggled with mental health before that. And, um, uh, that led to me for a long time having some like major fears of like just like claustrophobia overwhelming and i would go into like deep anxiety whenever i felt like claustrophobic not even like in a small room but like whenever i just felt like i was surrounded or whenever i felt like i couldn't i'd get this like overwhelming feeling of dread like i couldn't breathe so went that through that for a long time and then it's it's subsided over time but that's led just to a lot of like anxiety and stuff like that so I do already like feel that a little bit when I walk into a pipe show, just because it's like, like I said, you're in a big open hallway and then you walk into this room and it's just boom, hundreds of people right up in like, yeah, you get in those, you ever walk through one of those aisles and you get in like this panic. Cause you're like, there's people in front of you, people behind you and you can't move. Right. And you're like, I'm trying to go forward. I know the people behind me are trying to go forward, but these two guys, this guy's talking to the guy on this side and this guy's talking to the guy on this side. And I'm like, I can't move. What do I do? Oh crap. Oh, I'm going to die here. The guy <laughs> behind me probably hates me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and everybody's wearing a backpack. <laughs> It's difficult. It is difficult. <laughs> everybody in there is overweight for the most part. <laughs> Not everybody. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I've just been i been thinking about that a lot this week, just about like pipe show dread. Yeah. I don't know why that is. But speaking of pipe shows, this is going to air. This airs on Thursday. Mm-hmm. That means that tomorrow is Friday. And the day after that is Saturday, the 16th. And that's when the Capital Land Pipe Show is. Yeah. Over in Albany, New York. Albany. Yeah. Albany. In Albany. In Albany, New York. I'm, we're not going to make it. I no. don't care how many people 
try to manifest us there. It doesn't work. It only works for us, guys. Uh, manifesting doesn't work on us. It only works in our favor. Um, but So we're not going to be there. No matter how many times people manifest, try to manifest us there, uh, it's not happening. Uh, just not this year. Uh, we added a show this year. We did Mealtown in Chicago last year. This year we did Mealtown Chicago and Columbus. Yeah. I feel like... It's a, that's a good step for the year. Maybe next year we do four shows. I don't know. Maybe we only do two shows next year. It, Maybe we do six. It's hard to tell. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know if my wife will let me do that in my pipe shows. Maybe you start bringing her. Maybe. I've tried to get her to come. Uh, Mrs. Codger feels like she would be tremendously out of place at a pipe show. I think she's completely incorrect. I 100% agree. Yeah. I've actually had multiple people. I had somebody, I had two people at Columbus ask where she was at. Yeah. And they really wanted to meet her. So uh, I'm trying to get her to go. I'd like to see her go to one soon. But yeah, anyway, uh, the Capitoline Pipe Show is September 16th. That is two days after this airs. So uh, go to the Capitoline Pipe Show and smoke some pipes with some pals and uh, eat some Polish food at the Polish Center. Get some nice Polish beers. Yeah, get some Polish beers. And uh, tell us about how great of a time it was. Because we would like, I'm going to keep an eye on Instagram. Because I really want to, holy crap, Dallas is smoking the Giants. Yeah. Oh, fumble. Oh, except for the fumble, Ooh, which oh, they, they recovered. Got uh, but I really like, I'm going to follow Instagram because I really want to see how this pipe show went. And all those kind of things. And you know, see who Jay Furman runs into at the pipe show. Yeah. I don't know if he's going or not, but we're going to manifest him there. Jay's going to the Capital Land Pipe Show. I mean, it's like a two-hour drive for him. Yeah, well, Columbus was going to be like an eight-hour drive. Yeah, what's the difference? What's the difference? <laughs> Six hours. If you got if you got two dollars, you got eight dollars. Okay. Right. No. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about that. But shortly after that, less than a month after that, October thirteenth through the fifteenth, is the Las Vegas. Not American or National Pipe Show. The International Pipe Show. Yeah. Las Vegas International Pipe Show. Uh, also, we will not be at, but I'm hearing great things and a lot of excitement buzz around it. So yeah, be there or be square like us. Yeah, it's definitely going to be one of the big ones for the year, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of cool things going on with that. Uh, you know, just I've been hearing lots of talk about like the... Uh, the floor, like the room hopping and all that stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. I think that's the part I would look forward to the most. Yeah. Yeah. Get to know people. Yeah. I can hang out in rooms and just kind of jump from room to room and you can smoke on anywhere. That sounds delightful. Yeah. <clears throat> um, next week we will be drinking rebel 100. It is a, 100 proof by the name, obviously Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. It is a defiantly smooth weeded bourbon. I love me weeders. Yeah. Love me a weeder. So this is by Lux road distillers. We will be drinking that next week and we'll be smoking the patience of Dr. Silence. Yeah. What can you tell us about this a little bit ahead of time? Um, this is a, Blend from uh, Ken Byron's Ventures. Okay. And this was gifted to us from one of our listeners. He sent it to us. Riley. Riley. 
Uh, super good to be a Bama fan. And how satisfying was it to be? You weren't really in the chat. I was in the chat with him. We were chatting on the gram. Yeah, it was going over my head. Was it? Because you weren't watching the game. No. Alabama lost at home to Texas. And being a Tennessee fan who happens to be in the same conference as Alabama, it was incredibly satisfying to watch Alabama go down at home. Their first time losing at home in God knows how long. It was wonderful. I don't follow college football at all. It's wonderful. College football is better than the NFL. But for some reason, I hate Alabama. So I'm happy they lost. It's because they're fans. Yeah, I think it is. Riley specifically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, Riley's awesome. Yeah, he is. He sent us free stuff, so we can't talk bad about him too bad. No, no. We'll give him a hard time about Alabama, though. But uh, yeah, this is a blend. It got really, really high reviews. It's a vapor. Um, Fives of reviewers. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be tasty. Is It's a vapor? Yeah. Oh, cool. I didn't catch that earlier when you were telling me about it. Yeah. Um, this is, again, it's The Patience of Dr. Silence by Ken Byron Ventures. Yeah, so it's a, it's a matured red Virginia, stoved Virginias um, with condimental exotic dark Virginia and Kentucky. Um I lied. It's not a vapor. I'm sorry. It's a You're Bur- a liar. It's a Virginia Burley blend with some Tonkin bean Vapor. Vapor. Vapor with some Tonkin bean, huh? Yeah, that's what it says. Oh, I bet this is good. Is it, what's the nicotine content on this like? Everyone says that the strength is mild. Mild, okay. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, what's that? 1792 flake? Is that the one that has Tonkin bean in it? I think it is from Samuel Gaywith. Yeah. I hear that one's pretty potent. All of the reviews say it's a very strong blend, yeah. So I'm eager to try this. Yeah. Uh, we'll keep a trash can near you in case you need to puke. <laughs> yeah. You know, because I might need to drive Nate home that night, not because of the alcohol, but because of the nicotine sickness. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Your wife would be very mad if I had to drive you home. She would not be happy. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, let's see. I think that's all we got. Fantasy football has been a whirlwind so far. This week one has been a lot of uh, in the pipes, pores, and pals and pigskin fantasy league. It's been a blast. Yeah. But there's been just like, it's week one of the NFL. So there's just a lot of like mix up going on and people trying to get comfortable with their teams and so on. A lot of people playing great that you didn't expect. A lot of people playing like trash that you didn't expect. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a bit interesting. A lot of trash talk in the league. Yeah, that's been a big thing. A lot about a lot of uh, phone blowing up happening during the day while people are at work. Yeah, that's been happening. Um, so yeah, it's going good though. I, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed the interaction and the trash talk and all that stuff. Oh, for sure, it's been good stuff. Yeah, uh, you can reach out to us pipes pours and pals at gmail You can reach Nate at India to Nate. You can reach myself Justin at the Coffee Codger, or you can reach the podcast at pipes pours and pals and yes i said the coffee pot codger because i know nate hates people <laughs> say the when they should be saying the you can pronounce it however you like oh well thank you yeah i guess i'll keep pronouncing it the um if you'd like to support the podcast you can support us at buy me a coffee forward buy me a coffee.com forward slash pipes pours pals no and just pipes pours pals um but uh yeah i think that's all we got man 
Can you think of anything else? Do we got to like break any more news or anything like that? Nothing I can think of. No, I think I think that just about covers it. Does it? If you want to interact a little bit more, you can join the Discord over at the uh, Galactic Pip Get Piped Pipe Club. They have a little yeah. the um, Pipe Club. Yeah, they have a little pipe podcast chat room. Yeah, they had one specifically for us, but nobody was using it, so I think they got rid of it. Yeah, because they were using the one that had already been established and then Adam made one specifically for us and then nobody talked in it. So I think we just have the pipe podcast one. Yeah. But it's just hashtag PPC, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's so right. go over there and uh, give us a chat, I guess, and refer to me as Mayor Mango and Nate as Prince Nate. Yeah. All right. I think it's all we got. Sayonara, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.